Jimmy, is there such a thing as passive income? No. So then at the second CG meeting, one of my mentors, Jason Medley, he, he sat me down and he's like, bro, you're in it incredibly, you're too over leveraged. You don't have enough cash coming in. You're in a way too perilous situation. And he's like, look, you have lived the passive income lie. And here's the bottom line. Passive income comes after hyperactive, active activity and active income. Welcome to the Rise Up Live Free podcast, where we're going to be giving you the exact blueprint to reach financial freedom in 10 years or less, regardless of your age, your income, or your experience. You see, we believe that 97% of traditional financial advice is dangerous, misleading, or outright wrong. And we're here to empower you on how you can use money and cash flow as a tool to create, build, and live a life you love now rather than having to wait until you're 65. If you're ready to take immediate action, join us over at cashflowtactics.com forward slash podcast. All right, all right. Welcome back to the Rise Up Live Free podcast. You are on the only podcast that will empower you to become financially free in 10 years or less. However, today, we're going to talk a little bit about this reality of what financial freedom actually is. Jimmy, I'm joined by my man, Jimmy, today. And Jimmy, I think you were one of the first people to ever really grind on this idea that passive income doesn't really exist. So Jimmy, what the heck are we going to be talking about today? This is going to be an awesome episode. I'm so excited about this topic. But when people say like, hey, internet people are full of crap, uh, real estate people are full of crap, I think this is what they're talking about. It's the yeah. misunderstanding of this word passive income. Totally. Because, you know, the idea of passive income, both you and I and hundreds, if not thousands of people were hoodwinked by this utopia, by this idea, by this dream that one day, you know, wherever that passive income came from, once they had enough passive income, their life would be perfect. Right. I mean, all their problems would magically disappear. They'd wake up every morning, you know, after a full night of restless sleep, they'd have full energy. They'd be on the beach, you know, 365 days out of the year. But Jimmy, you and I have been in this game for a long time. You and I have lived this game for a long time. Has that ever happened for anyone in the history of mankind? I mean, there's been a few, like if you, I'm sure it's happened in the history of mankind. If you were the son of a Sultan, I think like Genghis Khan's son, I'm sure this happened for him. So absolutely. Genghis Khan heritage and relatives, if you're listening, congratulations. If you're not part of the Genghis Khan clan, then guess what? We've got a reality to give you. Now, don't and be just like the second generation of Vanderbilts. Sure. After Cornelius, second generation of Rockefellers. Sure. I believe this did exist for sure. Absolutely. But was it good for the individual? That's what we're really going to be talking about today is the reality of what passive income really is. And if you follow the lie, and we're going to call it what it is, and it's not a bad lie, but if you follow the lie all the way to the bottom, the passive income lie will destroy your life. If, however, you follow the passive income dream until you realize what it truly requires and what it is, it will make your life more full, more rich, and better in every single way. So we're going to kind of look at the dichotomy of what this actually is. So Jimmy, you have a really interesting story to kind of introduce this. Yeah. Why don't you talk a little bit about your background after having heard the sirens call of the passive income lie? And the reason, I mean, the reason we both know about this lie 
is because we were both guilty of it. Both fell for it. But when I was first here, when I read Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and then heard passive income greater than expenses, I said, and then all I got to do is take on enough assets to get that number. And then my life will be a utopia. It will be idyllic. I can go to the beach. I don't have to grow. I'll hire an integrator. I'll hire a COO to run everything. And I will just at 37, do nothing. (laughs) Like live in this financial utopia. And looking back just on the surface, that sounds like crap, right? Yeah, totally. I mean, because think about think about all of the what would be required. I mean, you're going to magically find a COO that's going to care about your portfolio, and you're going to magically find an integrator that's going to manage all the details and just send you random checks every <laughs> not random but consistent checks every single month on the beach, right? Yeah. Well, it, it sounds a lot like. Can I go literary and deep real quick? Before you go literary, well, I guess, yeah, go literary okay. first. And that's, I love your CG story. I want to go into that. Yeah, let me preface it with uh, literary and deep. But like, I think the reason communism worked is because they could sell this utopia that no one would suffer. No one would have to do anything they didn't want to do. And the big, huge problem with socialism is no one could ever figure out who would take out the garbage, right? <laughs> yeah. And so I was, I was going for a run this week and I heard this uh, lecture from Jordan Peterson, you know, about the value of struggle. And he had this great quote. You want me to go really literary with a Russian author? Go right down to the bottom of this rabbit hole. Okay. So I'm not even able to pronounce this guy's name correctly, but I'll give it a shot. It was a Russian author named uh, Frederick Dojchevsky. And he wrote, uh, I believe he wrote Crime and Punishment. He wrote phenomenal novels at the late 1800s, right? But there's this quote about, so what's going on in this time is all the Leninists, the Marxists, all these guys are gearing up saying, we're going to take in the 19th century or the 20th century, we're going to take humanity to this utopia from these evil industrialists that own the back half of the 19th century, right? And so the, the appeal of the Marxists was there'd be no suffering. And so here's a quote from the book, The Underground is, shower man with all earthly blessings, drown him in happiness completely over his head so that only bubbles pop up on the surface of happiness as on water. Give him such economic satisfaction that he no longer has anything to do at all except to sleep, eat gingerbread, and worry about the non-cessation of world history. And here it is, just here, that he, this man, out of sheer ingratitude, out of sheer lampoonery, will do something nasty. So basically what he's saying, if you give a human being everything, he's going to get bored and he's going to do something stupid just to make his life exciting. Yeah. And, you know, here's the reality of life, right? And this is really interesting. The fact that people think or, or, you know, this, this philosopher could talk about this idea of arriving in this blissful state Like in life, opposites have to exist in every single thing. You can't know blissful happiness unless you've known the opposite of that, right? You don't, like if everything is is perfect, then nothing is perfect, right? Because you don't know what the opposite is. And so the reality of this idea of passive income is it requires something to get to a point where yes, there is a version of passive income. And Jimmy, let's go now into your CG story because this is a really interesting thing. You you heard the sirens call from Robert Kiyosaki of, hey, cash flow greater than expenses. You were dealing with a lot of problems and 
you know, just normal life stuff. I mean, it wasn't like anything was crazy, but you were dealing with a stressful, chaotic life and having no problems sounded kind of good. So what did you go out and do? Yeah. So this, we're talking, I'm learning all this stuff in like 2014, 15. So I said to myself, wow, a hundred rentals at 300 a pop, that's 30 grand a month. I should be solid, right? Yeah. So then I didn't build systems. I didn't build processes, but I had the ability to move fast and to sell, right? So I just said, hey, I'm going to go raise enough money and get a hundred rentals. And I did it. And I thought I was super badass. I had horrible property management, horrible systems, horrible processes, the worst, but I was moving fast. This is right in the mix of time where I'm meeting you and Brad and you guys are like this dumb bastard. And so my next step was, Hey, I want to get a little better before I go to the beach. So I'm going to join a mastermind called the collective genius, right? Okay. And the collective genius is a group of real estate investors. You got to do a hundred, either own a hundred rentals, or do 100 deals a year just to get a seat at the table. I mean, you skimmed in by the skin of your teeth. You had your 100 rentals and you got into CG thinking you are the man of the hour. Yeah, and I, I was able to sell my way in. Like, I'm good on the phone. And so, didn't belong there, but found a way in. But even this is how stupid and ignorant and dumb I was. Is I rolled into that meeting thinking everybody's going to think, wow, it's Jimmy. He's such a badass. <laughs> <laughs> and this is... 2000s, either the, I think it's the end of 2016, I think, I don't remember, or 17. And so I show up this meeting and I just get my ass handed to me. Everybody be like, what do you do? I was like, oh, I own 100 rentals. They're like, you're so screwed. Oh, but their <laughs> lease option. Oh, you're double screwed. You better... You better get your shit together so fast. But you followed the dream. You did everything that that passive income required. What was the problem? There was... All of having a hundred rentals got me was bigger problems. Yes. Okay. So now here's the, that being oh. said, we've said it over time, like I'm four years into the journey of 15 year notes and those notes are already getting substantially paid down. Like the future is bright on that portfolio after now that great management, building a great management company and another 10 years, <laughs> the future is bright. But to try to do it in, in two years, insane. But even e the reality of this is even the future is bright, no doubt. But 10 years from now, when the notes are paid off, do your problems go away? No. No. So guys, here's the reality. I went through the same thing. And everyone that comes into our community, at some point, they have to have the same epiphany or they phase out. And here's the reason why. Because, you know, most people find that this version, this idea, this philosophy of the utopian world, the passive income greater than expenses, they find it because they're in a lot of pain. And guess what, guys? If you're in that position, I get it. Jimmy gets it. We get it. We've been in the same thing. And, and we were both called by that siren's call of, hey, if you do these things, then your pain goes away. And guys, that's not a bad thing. That's the human tendency is to run away from pain, to eliminate your pain. So, this idea of passive income, it gets a lot of people moving and they think, okay, look, if I can just grind out in Jimmy's case in an insane way, grind out a hundred rentals, then my pain goes away. And for me, I heard the same thing and I went out and I bought real estate. And after my third, I didn't go, I don't know how you made it to a hundred. I got there after three properties. And after my third property, I wanted to melt into a puddle in this, in the corner of a, of a room because I couldn't handle the pressure because here's why, because 
I thought it was going to be easy. I thought it was going to be a, an island with pina coladas served up to me every single day. It wasn't that, and it's never going to be that. And so the reality of it is, Jimmy, is there such a thing as passive income? No. So then at the second CG meeting, one of my mentors, Jason Medley, he, he sat me down and he's like, bro, you're in an incredibly, you're too over leveraged. You don't have enough cash coming in. You're in a way too perilous situation. And he's like, look, you have lived the passive income lie. And here's the bottom line. Passive income comes after hyperactive, active activity and active income. And then I took a second and I thought about it. And I was like, you know what? He's right. Like to think I could do this in probably under five years, insane and stupid and risky. And then if you look at, we mentioned the Rockefellers, the Vanderbilts, right? Like Bill and Melinda Gates' kids. Yeah, I do think they have passive income for sure. After massive, hyperactive, active activity, right? By who though? By who? And this is why family generation or family fortunes are ruined in many cases by the second and third generation. They did not put into hyperactive, active activity. So they don't appreciate what was created. And that is one of the biggest fallacies. Like in life, you appreciate what you work for. When you earn financial freedom, when you earn a version of passive income, it's, it required a tremendous amount of effort, energy, and attention to get there. And it's never 100% passive. Jimmy, you have to keep a finger on it, right? Yeah. And so after hyperactive activity, knowing that it's, you had to do the work, you had to find the houses, you had to build a process, you know, processes and systems and teams and people and rent collection and eviction and all the things that are required, now you have a system. Now you have a system that works. You still have to be the CEO and know what levers to pull and buttons to push to make sure the system delivers what you want. But is the system ever perfect? Never. And then Never. The, the second thing that helped me really, so Jason sitting me down helped me crack the code a little bit. But then I wrote a book called um, The Art Less Stupid. Or no, it's Keith J. Cunningham. These books are phenomenal. The Road Less Stupid. Like this guy, he's a Texan and he's just so blunt. So his books are The Road Less Stupid and The Blueprint for a Fantastic Business, something like that. But he explains it this way is, what are the things at a playground that you spin your kids around on? Merry-go-rounds, right? Yeah. And so like your first three houses, that merry-go-round was hard to get running, right? And it's called, he calls it leveraged income. You're no longer pushing the merry-go-round yourself or having to push it really hard. You're instead like the thing's got momentum and you are checking in on it and you're pushing the merry-go-round again. And as the wealthier you get and the better you get and your systems and processes you get, you can stand farther and farther away from the merry-go-round and spin it with a longer and longer lever. Absolutely. Inside of Cashflow Tactics, we have this analogy where we go through people's game plan and we help them understand what's required. There's basically three stages. And this kind of talks about what Jimmy is saying with the merry-go-round. I want to give you the analogy of a rocket ship. Okay. When a rocket launches off of the, out of the earth's atmosphere, it uses like 90% of its fuel just to get off of the ground. That's what's required in the beginning. You have to bring 90%. You have to bring the money, the attention. You have to develop a whole new set of skills and expertise, develop a team, all of the things required. You're bringing a lot to the table. 
But you, with the first property that you buy, you learn like you learn so many lessons. But guess what? Those lessons that you learn, they compound forward. And the next property that you buy, you get to be approach that property with a little bit more expertise and a little bit more expertise in this third one and the fourth one. And over time, your real estate starts compounding, your cash flow starts coming in, you start understanding how to organize bank accounts and how to organize your team and all of that stuff. And you get out of the launch phase and you get into the gravity phase. And the gravity phase with a rocket is the next thing that a rocket's trying to do. It's trying to break the Earth's atmosphere and it's trying to get out of the Earth's gravity. So it uses most of its effort uh, energy to get off of the ground. It uses the next five to 7% of its fuel just to break gravity. And that's kind of the middle part of your portfolio. You've learned a lot in the beginning. You brought a lot of effort and attention, but in the middle part, Jimmy, your properties are cash flowing, which means you don't have to always bring all of the money to the table. Now your properties are funding the acquisition and the growth of your portfolio. You've got lending, you've got teams, you've got systems, you know how to organize your entities, all of that stuff. So everything's easier. It's just kind of pushing the repeat button. And the last phase of the rocket ship is what we call the orbit phase. And in the orbit phase of a rocket, now it's got out of the Earth's, the Earth's gravity and it can use the Earth's gravity to rotate, to orbit the Earth with very little fuel or attention required. And this is the phase that financial freedom, this is what people are dreaming of where they arrive on the beach. It's never passive, it's never perfect, but now you can just kind of tinker with your system and check in on your system and make sure that the system's delivering what you want. And when it's not, then you go in and you fix it. And that way you put it back on course, you put it back on track and you go back to living your life. And here's the reality of the passive income. The passive income, it's a good dream to approach. It's a good dream to go after because for most people, it gets them moving. It gets them moving because they're in so much pain. They don't like their job. Their 401k is not working. They feel stuck. Whatever it is, the dream of passive income gets them moving so they can move away from pain and into pleasure. But along the way, the lesson that has to be learned, the lesson that Jimmy learned, the lesson that I learned, the lesson that many, and I won't say all, but many of our people inside of Cashflow Tactics learn is that there is no thing as arriving. There is no thing as waking up one day and you're in this perfect utopian state where your real estate is just hand delivering you $10,000 round every single month without question of cash flow. There's ups and downs, there's bumps, there's evictions, there's, you know, right now there's we're COVID, in COVID. There's pandemics, there's, yes. there's all this type of stuff. Exactly, but, 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 here's the reality you can earn leveraged income, which means today, Jimmy, you have a portfolio of well over 100. I have a portfolio of over 30. And honestly, I spend three to five hours a month managing the system. And every now and again, the system delivers me a punch to the guts. And I'm like, what the heck? Where did that thing come from? I didn't even anticipate that. And I learned the lesson. And I go and I tinker with my system. And I compound that knowledge, that learning, that development to building a better system. Jimmy, would you say the same thing happens for you? Yeah, and let me brag on you for a second because I want to teach a cash flow tactics doctrine. Now, you mentioned the rocket ship, right? Yeah. As soon as you get that thing to orbit, this is cash flow tactics doctrine. All you're going to do is you're going to jump out of that chute. You're going to take the lessons you've learned, the levers you've earned from doing that, and you're going back to the ground, and you're going to go do it again somewhere else, somewhere that your true purpose is calling you for. Now, that's yeah. the exciting part of cash flow tactics to me. And so take it, Ryan, for example. His first three houses, funniest real estate investing story I know of. Awesome. Shooting the cat, all of it. I love it. But when Ryan got to 20 houses, 
he used that to leverage his way into quitting his corporate job to then go sell Atlas, right? Sell the life insurance and the vaults. Then you guys launched Atlas, got that into the stratosphere. You and Brad took your, and like, look, we haven't gotten into Ryan and Brad's quitting their second job story, but that is a great podcast. Well, you guys took your parachutes, jumped again, and started on Cashflow Tactics, right? Yep. But that's the game. And Cashflow Tactics right now is all of our passions, and it's cool, and we love it. But it's a new business. Like, we are constantly getting stuck in developing new systems and processes. Yeah. But since we have that uh, vision out there, it's an easy struggle. Yeah. And, God, man, I love, I love this topic. I love this discussion because – Here's, in my opinion, Jimmy, here's kind of the purpose of life. And let's get biblical for just a minute, okay? And man, I, I don't know if, if we've got who's listening to this. If you're offended by the Bible, then dang it, I don't know if this Go is right. Go find a podcast. different podcast because we're going to talk yeah. about this stuff. Okay, so here's it is. And in the Bible, there's this analogy. There's this parable of the parable of the talents, right? And the wise steward gives his servants, three different servants, talents. And the two wise servants took those talents. They used them. They developed them, they exercised them in the service of other people, and they were able to double their talents. And the master came back and said, good and faithful servants, right? Those servants had to exercise their talents. They had to be purpose-driven. They had to drive and work. And in so doing, they found a couple of really interesting things. They found fulfillment, right? Because I want you to think about this. What are the areas of your life that give you fulfillment? And you might have a really amazing talent. Let's say you're a good writer. If you write and that writing never goes to anyone, no one ever reads your words, right? You don't share it online. You don't share it with your family. You don't write a book. You don't write a blog, whatever it is. How long will that talent serve you? Not very long. You'll stop writing, right? Because it also won't get any better because it's not getting tested anywhere. Exactly. However, when you take that writing and you share it, right? You share it with someone and someone's life is impacted. That impact that you made, that service that you rendered comes back to you and that gives you a tremendous sense of fulfillment. Now, yes, dollars follow value and sometimes you get paid for it, but even without the economic standpoint, the fulfillment that you get only happens when you put your talent in service of other people. So which means the whole goal of all of this, right? Because the unfaithful servant, he took his talent. What did he do with it, Jimmy? He buried it. Buried it. And when when the master came back, he took the talent from the slothful servant and said, look, your talent isn't meant to be hid and buried. And he gave it to the profitable servants, the ones who were actually out there doing the work, using their talent. So taking risk. Yeah. What does this have to do with passive income? It has everything to do with it. Because here, in my opinion, here's the reason that we talk about financial freedom. We talk about financial freedom to finally give people permission to live a purpose-driven life, to wake up in the morning and say, independent of money, right? Not making money my primary reason for making decisions. What would I do with my time? And Jimmy, in the beginning, because we're in so much pain, all I could think of, I just want to sit on the beach. I just want to have a day, a week, a month without a boss breathing down my neck, without relentless expectations of myself. And that got me moving. But now when I wake up, yes, I still want to relax occasionally, but more than anything, what I want to do is I want to wake up and I want to say, look, how can I use my skills, talents, and abilities, whether it's in cash flow tactics or whether it's with my family or in my community, how can I use those skills, talents, and abilities in the most profitable way to serve other people, to serve humanity? Because that gives me fulfillment. It brings me a great sense of satisfaction. And in many cases, from an economic standpoint, I make money doing it. 
And that fourth, it's the crucible upon which I become a better human being and become the best version of my potential self. Oh, man, I love that. So in, in uh, Cashflow Tactics, we have this whole training that we call the five currencies. I'm not going to get into too much of that, but there's this timeline. And we talk about there's three phases that people go through. Most people are in this journey of going from scarcity to abundance, right? They're trying to pick up the scarcity of their financial plan, the scarcity of their personal health and well-being, the scarcity of their marriage, and they're trying to improve it. Whatever the, you know, wherever you find yourself in scarcity, they're trying to go from scarcity to abundance. And from a financial standpoint, that's the idea of passive income. I just want to go from nothing's working to things are working, and money isn't the, the primary driver of my concern and stress. But if you arrive at that moment and you have passive income, you have money coming in from real estate, you have money coming in from your vault, if you don't take the next step forward, and the next step forward isn't just more abundance and more time on the beach, it's purpose. If you don't start to make decisions that will allow you to explore, develop, and live your life of purpose, then you're going to be flung back to scarcity. You're going to find ways to go back into your financial plan and burn it to the ground, or your financial plan will burn to the ground because you're not paying attention to it. So the purpose of all of this isn't to just stabilize abundance. The purpose of all of this is to move people into a purpose-driven life, to living their life, to using their most scarce resource, their time, in the most profitable, not from a financial standpoint, but the most profitable way possible in the service of other people. Would you agree? I would. And I, you know, the evolution this has had for me, Ryan, is like I changed my definition of financial freedom. My personal definition of financial freedom, it used to be monetary. Now yeah. my definition of financial freedom is that I have the freedom to do everything that my best future self either requires me to do or necessitates for me to do. Like I no longer am not getting any better at anything because I say I can't afford it. Oh, dude, I love that. And guys, but a lot of time, financial freedom means solve this problem. Go eat some crap for a little bit. Fix okay. this. But I don't have, oh, I have to do this for my boss to fix this. It's like, okay, I have the freedom to go solve this problem. You have the freedom to choose your problems, right? You have the freedom to choose your problems. But the reality of it is problems will never go away. It doesn't matter how much money you have. Problems will never go away. And problems are part of the purpose of life because right? You don't understand financial freedom unless you understand poverty, right? You don't understand that unless you've had experienced both sides of that. So you have to understand the spectrum of life. And the harder you work, the harder you grind, you're just able to face and deal with bigger problems. Those bigger problems allow you to appreciate more fully once you solve the problems and arrive at that next plateau in your life. So guys, the, the reality of all of this is, you know, inside of Cashflow Tactics, we talk about financial freedom, not as a destination. This is one of the biggest misleading factors of financial planning out there. Everyone tells you that, hey, go grind for 20, 30, 40 years. Go do a job that you may or may not like. Go wake up, sit in commutes, go do what you're told to do. Follow the system, follow the rules, put your money in a 401k. And one day, one day, if you've been a good person and you've done all the rules and you've followed all, all the processes, one day you'll wake up and everything will be perfect. You'll have enough money, you'll retire, you'll ride off into the sunset and all your problems are gone. That will never happen. That's not, that's not how humans are meant to live. So for us, financial freedom isn't a destination. You don't arrive one day at this beautiful land of financial freedom. Financial freedom is simply a way of life. It's a process to say, what do I want? How do I use money as a tool to get it? And the biggest thing about this, the biggest thing about this 
is who must I become? Because the next version of Jimmy, you're constantly chasing down the next version of Jimmy that's required to level up your life and solve those bigger problems. Like you're constantly chasing down a bigger version of Jimmy Greenland. And I'm constantly chasing down a bigger version of Ryan Lee. That's what financial freedom gives you the ability to do and passive income to a certain extent, no, leverage income. It gives you the ability to make decisions based on what problems do I want to solve next? Who must I become? And how do I use money as a tool? Since I came to that game conclusion that it's always grinding, always growing. And now that I'm accepting my journeys to the abyss, it's a game to me. It's a joke. And it's a fun game. And it's like winning now is grinding, celebrating, learning, rinsing, repeating, grinding, celebrating, learning, rinsing, repeating over it. And it's a game now. Yeah. And it's just a way of life. And you're right, Jimmy. And it requires all of those elements. It requires the element of setting what's the new target, grinding to get to that new target, stopping when you get close to that target and say, what did I learn? Who did I become? Celebrating your progress and then looking forward again and saying, what's the next target? And it's this constant cycle. We call it a 90-day target, whatever you're going to call it. Guys, if you are ready to rise up and live free, then that's the path of what financial freedom. It's okay if you're called by that siren. It's okay if you're called by that dream. That will get you moving. But along the way, you have to learn the lesson that it's not a destination. You don't just wake up one day and all of your houses and your vault and everything's perfect. You have to build a system that delivers you what you want that requires constant effort, energy, and attention. And then you have to be committed to rising up, to living a purpose-driven life. And like we have several, several uh, empire builders inside Cashflow Tactics doing this. Like one that comes to mind right now is Jeremy for me. He's got, he's got 13 houses. He's been through the evictions. He's been through the make readies. He's been through the bad tenants. And it's like, it's just water off his back right now because. He sees the big picture, and even with all those things, his portfolio is still continuously profitable, and he's still yeah. moving forward. You know, I love Jeremy, too, because Jeremy came out here. Jeremy, he's out in Ohio. He's in the medical field, but he comes out to Paradise, Utah, and he comes out here to go skiing. And so we went skiing this last year, and uh, we were talking up on the ski, you know, on the ski lift on the way up to the mountain. We were talking about what Jeremy wants, and guess what? Jeremy's reason for doing all of this is to be able to use the money to be more interactive with his kids. He has two teenage kids and both of them are very active. He likes to be part of the coaching their athletics. He likes to be part of their lives. So he uses this passive income to give him more freedom in his life. But the second thing about this is he has big ambitions and dreams in the medical world. Not He wants to go impact other medical practitioners because guys, I don't know if you know this, no matter where you come from, one of the toughest businesses, the toughest professions out there is the medical practitioner because there's so much stress. There's so much responsibility. There's so much litigation in that world. He wants to go help other people in the medical field that are struggling with anxiety, you know, depression, despair after having worked and gone to school and gone into massive student loan debt. He wants to show them a better path. So guys, he's doing this because he wants to move closer and closer to his purpose, to his calling, to using his talents in the service of other people. And that's what's going to be required of you. If you want to be financially free, it's going to require you to chase down a bigger, stronger, better, more capable version of yourself. That version of yourself doesn't exist today. Otherwise, you would be financially free. So if you're ready to rise up, if you're ready to do the work required, then it doesn't have to be as hard as you might think it is, right? And that's what we've dedicated our life's work but to. it will suck. Just to be clear, it will suck. 
It will suck. Well, it's, it's going to suck in a good way though, because you're yeah. sucking towards a purpose. You're sucking for a reason. And one day you'll wake up and you'll realize every action you've taken, you suck a little bit less until you wake up and one day and you're like, I'm actually pretty good at this now. <laughs> I can and do wow, this. It really, it was, you know, it really wasn't suffering. It wasn't that bad. It, it, you know, it just kind of sucked. No big deal. So guys, we've dedicated our life's mission, our life's work to empowering people in this pursuit of, and I'm going to say financial freedom, but I'm going to say we're empowering people with money to use money as a tool, to look for it and really get clear on what they want. Yes, you might get moving because you're in pain, but at some point you're going to have to move away from pain and move toward purpose, right? That's what's going to be the longevity inside of your financial plan is moving away from pain and into purpose. But our goal here at Cashflow Tactics is to empower you with clarity using money as a tool, not trading your time hoping for one day, but using your time intentionally to build and live a life that matters right now. If you're ready to get into the game, like Jeremy Mathis, like Jimmy, like me, like hundreds of other people in our community, Jimmy, what do they do? They need to go to our Facebook group, start our five-day financial challenge, and get moving. Also, check us out on YouTube. Go to our website, cashflowtactics.com. But the fastest way to get in, get in the game, see where you're at now, is to do that five-day financial challenge. Heck yeah. And out of that financial challenge, you're going to walk away maybe for the first time with a sense of clarity of what money is, why it matters, and how you can use money as a tool to build and live your best life. Guys, we have one shot at this. One shot. I don't know if you wake up tomorrow. I don't know if I wake up tomorrow. So make today count. Make this the day that you truly rise up so that you can live free and live your best version of your life. Chase that version of you down and use your time intentionally. Guys, thanks for listening to the podcast today. Join us on the next episode. We'll go deeper into the conversation on money, but until that time, rise up and live free. See you guys. Thank you so much for listening to the Rise Up, Live Free podcast. Do you want to connect with me and other empire builders who are on a mission to take control of their financial plans and become financially free in 10 years or less? Well, then join us in our private Facebook group where we get to go deeper into the topics of financial freedom. And it's the only place you can see the actual results of people on their path to financial freedom, learn what's working, and interact as a community dedicated to becoming financially free. When you join, you'll get immediate access to exclusive training in a private membership area. This training will empower you in your path to becoming financially free and it will fast track your results. This is the only place you get access to this exclusive content. So be sure to join us in the Facebook group now. Just go to cashflowtactics.com forward slash group or head over to Facebook and search Cashflow Tactics to join. I look forward to you joining us next time on the Rise Up Live Free podcast.